Welcome to the Kingdom Against Powers of Wickedness radio show. Kingdom Against Powers of Wickedness, Kapow Radio. This is Paul, Brother Kapow, coming to you April 3rd, 2020. I haven't done a show probably in about three or four weeks. I will say that the last three shows that we did, I did a Freedom Friday show. I did... uh, Two Monday shows with with Miss Kapow. Uh, I know the last one was talking about um, the God of our emergencies, and all three shows led up to where we're at today, as far as a a biblical response to the COVID nineteen and the economic collapse and the total disintegration of society that is forthcoming, and. It's amazing, you know, the, even the Freedom Friday show that I did early on, you know, just kind of looking at this, looking at some false prophets. Um, there was a guy named um, Balls who was prophesying that God said this won't last very long and that a vaccine would come from Israel or an Asian company very soon. And I told, I told my audience, I said, mark that down. If I was you, I'd mark that down. And if you didn't listen to that show, just go back to the the most recent Freedom Friday show. It should be the end of February, early March, something like that. And you'll hear me talk about this guy. Uh, I call him Balls. Uh, some, I don't know, who knows, some another weird pastor. And um, he was prophesying that God told him, God told him this thing wouldn't last long. God told him a vaccine was coming from an Asian country or, or Israel. So he's a liar. He's an idiot. Just like they're all, they're all liars. They're all trying to keep their fiefdom. They're all trying to keep their little kingdom together. And it's shaken. Everything that's not of God will fall. Period. Churches, the the organizational church, I've been telling you this guys for years, that the building you go to is not the church. You are the church. The person sitting next to you is the church. We're the called out ones. All church means is it's the English word for called out. It's ecclesia in Greek. It means that God had called you out into from darkness into his marvelous light. You're called out. In fact, the real church, the church, was they called themselves uh, members of the way. The way, because Jesus Christ was the only way to the Father. The way, the way. The Christians, the term Christians was a negative term first used in Antioch uh, in a negative way. So it was the members of the way. And then what we what happened over the centuries, we begin to equate church with the building and with an organization and with a structure. And that's not it at all. And that's why these guys are struggling so much today. For the last three or four weeks, I, I've been watching these guys on um, television, the church, the pastors, live streaming. And guys I like, men that I like, men, men that I, I like the way they preach the word of God. See, because the, the word of God doesn't come back void. Word of God is the word of God. No matter what that vessel is, that's between them and God. But the word of God is the word of God. So there, there was men, pastors and ministries that really ministered to me when I was going through this very dark time this last summer, you know, Linda and I were going through these really dark times. And now I'm watching these same pastors just flounder around and they're doing everything in their power to maintain their fiefdom, their church, because 
what they didn't realize as the, as the years went by, as they thought they were serving God and trusting God totally, comes to find out they were trusting their church. Um, and then, of course, these members were trusting their pastor and their church. So it all starts crumbling down and things are very, very difficult for them because they didn't prepare themselves spiritually and serving God in spirit and truth, not through an organization. And even my own church, the church that I go, um, they're still open. They struggle. They, you know, The pastor's finding every uh, way he can to meet the CDC guidelines here in America. And of course, the first week um, we stayed open, there was, there was 45 people there, adults, and the children were somewhere else. Uh, last week, there was 35, including the children, dwindling, dwindling. And then, of course, every week, um, our governor here in Nevada puts out some more uh, Nazi, <laughs> you know, I'm the king type of directives uh, on the people every week. He's just he's just a chicken neck. I hate this guy. Just the way he talks to people. Just he's just he's just an a hole. And um, so, you know, this particular church I go to is struggling more and more. But even in the midst of it, you know, the pastor has to come out and says, you know, I mean, ha this this community I live in is a resort town. Uh, it's anchored by three major casinos and then a handful of smaller casinos. And then, of course, interspersed with golf courses. It's a resort town. People come here for vacation. And uh, yeah, I live in a perpetual vacation. I live in a, in a place that's a perpetual resort. Uh, that's right. And uh, but anyway, the, the, the casinos employ, I mean, they're the largest employer here in Mesquite, Nevada, the largest employer. So when they shut down, all these people are out of work. So the, the church, at least my pastor, he's, um, you know, he puts out this thing. Hey, I know you're out of work and we're helping the community and we're doing this and this. And the community is really good and strong and they're trying to help one another. But He's asking, um, hey, you know, don't forget to pay your tithes. <laughs> don't forget to pay your money. We got to keep the lights on. So what's happening is everything's crumbling. And a lot of these other churches, uh, not locally, I mean, I'm talking about big mega churches. I've been watching these guys on their live streams. You can see it in their face. They're, they're afraid. They, they say they trust God. They don't. They're, they're afraid. They're very afraid. They're preaching to empty audiences. They're live streaming. Um, and they're asking for money. They're asking, don't forget to keep this supported. Because what happens is when the money when the money stops, and it will, and it has, uh, there goes your job. There goes your fiefdom, your kingdom. That's because it, it, it never was supposed to be like this in the first place. It never was. This thing, it was, it was created. Um, you know, you don't have to believe me, but look at it now. You know, why isn't God sustaining his church? Because it's not his church. You're his church. The people are the church. They're called out once. The organization never was. So, you know, you're only going to be able to, you know, celebrate Christmas so long before God pulls the plug. You're only going to be able to celebrate uh, Astar fertility rites and call it Resurrection Sunday so long before God pulls the plug. God's pulled the plug. So everything is shaken that's not of him it will, will, will fall. It, it won't fall. It'll, it'll fall. Yeah, you, you got to remember, you know, the word of God says, you know, don't desire to be teachers uh, because you're going to be held at a, a higher standard. And so a lot of guys hang up their shingle or, you know, they go three years Bible college, they hang up their shingle, they use it as a job. And um, they, they preach a lot of false doctrine, a lot of false 
a system of works and things like that. Uh, I too am accountable for everything I say. And that is why I've been silent for three or four weeks. Um, I, honestly, I've been, I, I pray every day. I, I pray to God every day. Lord, how do you want me to handle this? What do you want me to say? What do you want me not to say? How do I approach it? There, I have an audience on Kapow Show. Um, and there's a lot of voices out there. And there's a lot of opinions everywhere from conspiratorial uh, people to uh, religious people to pastors to everybody has a podcast. Everybody's live streaming. Oh, my goodness. Everybody and their grandmas. Hey, let's do a live stream, you know. And that's going to be fine until the internet uh, crashes. I was watching a guy yesterday and he was really having a hard time with his live stream. Everything was glitchy and coming in and out because the bandwidth, there's only so much bandwidth and there's so many people off work, working from home, working at school, doing stuff or just playing games or watching Netflix, whatever they do on the net that it's, it's, it's cracking too. So once that goes dark, um, and I don't know for sure if it is, but if it does, there's a good possibility you will see society plunge into uh, total chaos. Um, you know, there's been experiments with that when when they've been off Facebook for a couple hours, they they plunge into into chaos. And with the isolation, with the distancing, the the anti-human behavior, uh, we, we, this whole thing is is set, it's just set up for a fall of of society. It's just, it's a fall of civilization. Many, many don't agree with me. Many think, many Christians think that there's going to be a great revival after this and people are going to find God or they think that everything's going to be okay. God's going to uh, uphold their Cyrus, their Trump. Now, this is a man they worship. This is a man who uh, Paula White and Rodney Howard Brown, who got arrested for not social distancing, for not complying with the governor's orders. He did not get arrested for his religion. Don't be fooled and say, well, he was persecuted for his faith because he was not persecuted for for any kind of Christian faith. Rodney Howard Brown was arrested for not complying with the governor's uh, dictates and, and ordinances and laws saying do not uh, gather. And um, so th- that that's rebellion. And so he got arrested for his his rebellion. And that's not a good witness to Jesus Christ. Rodney Howard Brown is a false prophet. He's single-handedly brought in the Kundalini spirit and the Holy Ghost. He was he considered himself the Holy Ghost bartender. Uh, there's videos of him. Uh, these guys are acting in Kundalini, totally demon-possessed. Uh, don't fall for the, the church being persecuted at this time. That's the only ones. The, the, the biblical Christians are hunkered down at home just seeking the Lord. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's not about it's not about the big mega church gathering. It's it. Everything that's not of God will be shaken. It will fall. So getting back to me, I've been praying every day. God, how do you want me to handle this? How do you, how do you want me to do this? I do not want to say anything uh, that's not of God. That's, that's ridiculous. Or that's going to lead people, give them either false hope or uh, give them fear. I'm not into fear porn. You know that, you know, I'm not into the sexy, uh, sugary candy message. If it's not the word of God, I don't want to say it. Uh, so I've been praying every day and, and last couple of weeks, he's been giving me scriptures, scriptures after scriptures. And I'm like, God, well, you know me, I'm an apocalypto and maybe I'm not, uh, you know, I can't trust myself. I trust God fully. I don't trust Paul because 
what if I want this to be, you know, what if it's me? I'm an apocalypto. I always have been, you know, I, I'm always, I, I'm always speaking a prophetic voice of, of doom. You know, it's coming someday, folks. Christ is coming back. It's all going to end. And um, I write songs about that. I've, I wrote several prophetic songs. I'll play one at the end of the show. Um, all that's left now. It's off my Times End CD that I put out in 2018. It's It talks about a mountain fire coming and everything's gone. I mean, it's it's prophetic. The other one is, why won't you listen? Here's Jesus knocking on the door, but people won't listen. They don't listen. So anyway, you know, he's giving me scripture stuff. And I, I still did a Gideon. I was like, God, I know just a fleece. One more, you know, give me a dream. So he gave me dreams. He gave me dreams to confirm dreams. Ah, Lord, I just need some confirmation. Anyway, after about two, two or three weeks of struggling with this, what I'm about to tell you is, is what I got. You can believe it or not. It, 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 it does not matter. That's, I'm just going to throw it out there. That's up to you. You can disagree. Um, you can think that everything is going to be fine. Then you can think it's all going to you know, get back to normal. Spoiler alert, obviously. I do not believe it's going to get back to normal. I don't believe we're pulling out of this. I don't believe the light switch is going to flick on and the American economy is just going to keep rolling. Everything's going to be good. I don't believe Trump's going to be able to pull America out of it. I don't believe any world leader is going to be able to pull any of their countries out of it. This is a worldwide event. This is not a tornado. See, a warning shot. I've been hearing a lot of this from pastors that this is a warning shot. This is a wake up call. Well, a tornado is a wake up call. A flood is a wake-up call. Uh, Hurricane Harvey was a wake-up call. You know, those are wake-up calls. Um, you know, a giant earthquakes, those are wake-up calls. This is a global, global, global pan I mean, is fear. The god pan is, is a god of fear. The goat god, pandemic. Um, it's, it's not even the virus. Everybody knows this. Anybody that has half a brain that's been looking at this knows that it's not the disease or a bug. I mean, uh, you know, human cor corona, uh, uh, coronavirus is, is a common flu. Uh, it's not that it's the fear that comes along with it. And the fear is in such a way that it's taking down the whole civilization. And what people, you know, there's a lot of people think, well, they're doing this on purpose. They, they, the uh, oligarch, the hidden shadow government, uh, the rich guys. Well, you know what? I can tell you what Jesus says, a kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. Uh, Satan can divide against himself. You know, if billionaires cannot, if billionaires, if they crash the economy, if they crash the dollar in their country, they, they crash their system, that's going against what they do, who they are. It's going against their, their kingdom. And it's, well, it's for control. They already have control. You were born a slave. You were born and you got a social, social security number here in America. You're, you've been a slave from day one. <laughs> you know, don't, don't be ridiculous. This is, and, and people will disagree with me and Christians disagree what they talk to because they think there's going to be a revival or they say, this is Satan. This is purely Satan. I, I'm not saying it's satanic. Of course it is, but God is allowed it. God, God is behind it. 100%. God is behind this. 100%. What happens like in Romans, those who reject God and they reject the truth of God and they want to create their own idols, their own image fashioned out of everything and themselves, the NFL, Beyonce, sports, entertainment, rock and roll, hip hop, TV, entertainment, Netflix, on and on and on the church, the, uh, the um, all the wild, crazy stuff in mega churches, money, money, money. 
you want to replace God with all of that. And you think, oh, he'll never, he, he's, he, he doesn't care. God doesn't care. I'm serving him. He doesn't care. Nothing ever happens. Everything's been going on like it always has. Nothing's going to happen. And here's the day that he says, yeah, I did care. Uh, time's up. And he pulled the plug and he's, and he's just with his little finger, just shaking a little edge of that flat earth and everything's crumbling. Um, here's, here's the deal. Here's the deal. It's, it's, it is earthwide. It's everywhere. It's every country. It's not a warning shot. It's not a parting shot. It's not like, Hey, wake up people. No, this is it. It's the collapse. It's the fall. It's been prophesied from old. It's here. Now, the other thing, as I hear some Christian pastors, they don't believe it could be true because they have a false doctrine of antichrist, the third temple, the man of lawlessness, the beast, uh, mark of the beast, uh, seven year tribulation, three and a half years, Israel go here. And so they bought into all of this false prophecy, this false doctrine. That's not, that's not what Jesus taught. It's not what the Bible taught. It was the man-made stories that are put in to fill in gaps, but really from ignorant men that are not scholars. Uh, left behind series, the late great planet earth, how Lindsay, you know, the stuff, uh, the Darby Bible started all this stuff way back when. And, uh, so because it doesn't fit their doctrine, their criteria of end time events, they can't see it as an unfolding of end time events. Um, oh, the third temple has to be built first because, because the antichrist has to sit there first and well, we can't be going through, uh, you know, this because blah, blah, blah. And they're wrong. Uh, the only thing I can tell you is if, uh, if you are a Christian, if you really are a biblical, uh, Christian that trusts in God and you really are, see, uh, you will know Christ's voice. He's the good shepherd and those that belong to Christ know his voice and follow him. If you don't know Christ and you're not following his voice, then you're, you're not part of that flock. So you're not going to get it. But those that I'm speaking to that know Christ's voice, you know who you are because you hear Christ's voice and you follow him and you trust him. He's your shepherd. He's the door that you go through. You know who you are because you follow Christ and you trust, you trust Christ, you trust God. And here, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Um, you're not appointed to wrath. <laughs> what you're, what you're experiencing right now is inconvenience, uh, lockdown. A lot of, a lot of these issues, your inconvenience, it's, uh, it's, it could be very concerning, very annoying, um, things like that. But this isn't wrath. When God's wrath kicks in, you won't be here because you're not appointed to wrath. Christ paid that for you, okay? Christ, Christ paid that for you. You didn't do anything. Christ paid that for you. <clears throat> so if you hear his voice, you belong to him. You're his. God gave you to Christ, all right? So you're not appointed to wrath. So don't fret over this kind of stuff. Um, prepare yourself, do what you need to do. But um, I'm telling you, it's not going to get better. It's going to get worse and worse. I think, and I, I don't base this on anything. It's just a feeling I have. So you can take that or leave it. But I think come, come April, come, I mean, mid April around S star time, S star worship. It's such a big date uh, for Trump and all these uh, churches. It's the black Friday of Christendom. You know, Easter service is the Black Friday. That's where you make all your money and all your gains right there. And um, I, I just feel right around that time, another shoe's going to fall. It's going to be another phase two on this. So, um, you know, hang, hang on. It's going to get a lot worse. But you will be taken out of here or you will die, one of the two, before God's wrath. Now, don't be afraid of death. If you're afraid of death, 
you, you need to go back and reevaluate your Christianity. There's, there's no reason to fear death. Death, if you die, no matter how you die, you leave this world to go to eternal life. So we should be welcoming that. The thing that cracks me up about Christendom today and the churches and these guys I've been watching is these are the same people. You might even be this, this person that all your life you've been going, come Lord Jesus. Oh God, please. Oh God, please come. You know, you're, you're listening to freedom Friday show and I'm talking about pedophilia and I'm talking about all this stuff. Oh Lord Jesus, please come. Oh God. Oh God. I can't Maranatha Lord come. Okay. So you're expecting to return to the Lord. We're taught to return to the Lord. You know, you know, all this stuff, you know, the 10 virgins, I'll never be a 10 virgin. I'm the five that have oil in my lamp, all this stuff. And here's the deal. When the day actually comes, when it starts, the beginning of the day of Lord actually comes and things start shaking and everything's falling apart. You don't want the Lord to come. You want to say, uh, no, there's going to be great revival or no, this can't be the end or no, this doesn't fit my criteria. When, when he actually comes, you don't recognize the visitation. And that's going to create a, a big, big problem for you if you're that person. If you don't recognize where you're at. If you still think that uh, there's hope, <laughs> any of these world leaders, look at these world leaders don't know what's going on. You might think there's some oligarchy behind it. And yeah, there's always evil men. There's always Bill Gates. There's always socialists. There's always evil people that take advantage of crises. But here's honestly, none of these guys saw this coming and they don't know what the heck to do with it. They might've started it. They might have did a bio warfare. They might, who knows? But it got out of control. Why, why can't they control it? It's because God is allowing it. I'm telling you right now, I, I know from personal experience, I am not kidding you. If you've never gone through this, if God is allowing something, there's not a damn thing you can do about it. Not a damn thing you or anybody can do about it or can you get help. If God corrals you and puts you in a corral, you can only look up. There's nothing you can do. You cannot fight God. I know from personal experience. I know from personal experience that he's wore me out. And I exhausted all my intellect. I exhausted all my skills. I exhausted everybody else's intellect and skills. I had nowhere to go, nowhere to go. And when I hit rock, rock bottom and I had nowhere to go and I called out to God and I go, I got nowhere. I'm totally at your mercy. He could have kept it going. He could have killed me. He could have took my life or he could have delivered me and he chose to deliver me. If God's behind something, there's not a damn thing Trump, Netanyahu, anybody could do about it. Nothing, period. That's why you have to trust in God because he's the only, he's the true God. He's a sovereign God. Okay, 23 minutes on the show. Let me tell you what I got. Real quick, let's go to a second Peter uh, chapter three and we're going to start there. I'm going to give a short commercial because while you're hunkered down, you're not going anywhere. You're on lockdown. If you haven't, if you haven't read any of, of my books, read them, read demons in my marriage bed, read uh, ISIS unseen enemies. You, you'll see this stuff in there. You'll see it. Maybe it'll help you. If you want to listen to music, I got a couple of CDs too under Mesquite Cafe at all digital. You could stream them. You could get it on iTunes, Mesquite Cafe.
Mesquite Cafe, two words. Um, you know, go to go to fifthhookmedia.com. You can find everything there. You're hunkered down anyway. Help yourself out. All right, here's a commercial and I'll be back. Recently, spiritual attacks on innocent people have increased considerably. This is partly due to society's transformation into a satanic cult. Most people are clueless or hopeless in combating this spiritual mayhem. We wish to offer two good books to overcome these attacks. First, Demons in My Marriage Bed, a true story of spiritual warfare, offers one of the most effective training systems in combating spiritual darkness in order to gain personal freedom. Second, Eyes to See Unseen Enemies teaches how to see the hidden dangers which are all around us, even in places we would least expect them. Both books can be purchased on Amazon.com as a paperback or ebook. It is our desire that you will take advantage of these opportunities to increase your effectiveness in spiritual warfare and learn how to fight back instead of being a victim. We'll see you on the battlefield. All right. So let's start with um, 2 Peter 3. And this is a second letter Peter's writing. I want to go to verse 2 because he says, you know, what Peter's doing is refreshing their memory and their thinking. And at verse 2, he says, I want you to remember what the holy prophet said long ago and what our Lord and Savior commanded through your apostles. So in other words, he's trying to remind his audience what prophets, the holy separated prophets of God had said a long time ago and what they're saying now. Okay. So he goes on, he says, in the last times people are going to mock, they're going to say, what happened to the promise that Jesus is coming again, all the way from, from the ancient times, everything has remained the same. Nothing ever since it was created, nothing ever happened. Um, God, uh, you know, is not coming back. Well, in verse five, he says, they deliberately forget that God made the heavens long ago by the word of his command. So God spoke it into existence. You're talking a sovereign God. He spoke in existence and he brought the earth out from water and he surrounded it with water. This is what he did in creation. And then he used the water to destroy the ancient world with a mighty flood. This is Genesis six stuff, right? He destroyed the earth of flood. And what Peter is saying, these guys are saying, well, God's not going to come back. Christ ain't going to come back. The day of judgment, well, the third temple's got to be built. No, this is the church. No, everything's going to get, when we get back and we get back going, when the light switch flicks on, we're going to build this economy back. And they keep saying stuff like that, forgetting that God had already destroyed the world once by a flood. And verse 70 says, and by the same word, the same word that he created the world with and did this and, and, and caused a flood and destroyed everything except for eight souls. It says the same word, the present heavens and earth have been stored up for what? Fire, fire. They are being kept for a day of judgment when ungodly people will be destroyed. This is Peter saying this. This is a man who walked with Christ, who walked with God in the flesh. Um, there's a lot of credibility here, folks. So you can listen to, whoever you want to listen to, or you can listen to the word of God. That's your prerogative. But the word of God says that God has kept the heavens and the earth stored up for fire because there is a day of judgment. It's called the day of Lord. And all these wicked, ungodly people are going to be destroyed. Why are they going to be destroyed? Because they rejected the true God. They've replaced them with an image. It's always about idolatry, folks. It's always about not serving God and recognizing and not knowing God as who he is, as, as how he's revealed himself to you. 
It's always about that. And that's the problem with churches and mega churches. They replace the real God with their organization. They're tumbling right now. They're asking for money. They're trying to stay afloat. You're going to watch all these people. They're all, <laughs> it's, it's, it's over, right? So then let's go to verse 10. Um, it says, but the day of the Lord will come as uh, unexpectedly as a thief. And then the heavens will pass away in a terrible noise and the very elements themselves will disappear in fire and the earth and everything on it will be found to deserve judgment. This isn't metaphorical speaking. It's not allegorical speaking. He spoke of a very real flood, a real water that actually happened. Now he's speaking about very real fire that will happen. Will you be here? No, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you won't be here for this. This is wrath, but you are experiencing the beginning of this wrath. You're, how's it going to happen? I don't know. I don't know how God is going to bring this about. Did you anybody see how God was going to bring this about? This pandemic? He sent a spirit of fear. A spirit of fear is upon the whole world right now. People are just afraid of everything. They're afraid. They're, they're committing suicide. They can't sleep. The alcohol consumption is up. Drugs. I mean, it's, it's the spirit of fear. That's, does is God give you a spirit of fear? No, but he allowed it. He said, these are the consequences of you rejecting me. These are the consequences. If you want to put the screwdriver in the electrical plug, I'm going to allow you to. And this is what's going to happen. All right. So Peter goes on and he says um, in verse 13, but we are looking forward to the new heavens and the new earth. He has promised a world filled with God's righteousness. Um, that, that's what I was telling you before. This is what I don't get. Everybody, oh, I can't wait till Jesus comes. Oh, what a day that's going to be when we all get to heaven. And now here it is, the beginning of it. And they're all scared. They're all scared. <laughs> We should be rejoicing. Peter says we're looking forward to it. Yeah, looking forward to the day of God. Peter actually says in verse 12, looking forward to the day of God and hurrying it along. We want it to come along. He says on that day, he will set the heavens on fire. The elements will melt away. That's right. How do we hurry it along? By doing what God tells us to do. Hurry it along. Not a whole lot of people want to want to hurry it along nowadays. So we started there with Peter. Now let's look... Um, Let's, let's look. Let me tell you. Let's go to Ezekiel 7, 7 1. Uh, this, is, this is about Israel uh, before the Babylonian fall. But it's interesting what he says. And I'm not saying that this is exactly, that this prophecy for Israel, the, the fall of Babylon, is exactly what's happening here. But you see, God's, God's prophetic words, his time, they're not like a linear timeline. They're, they're centric, uh, um, centric. They happen once. And then it happens again like that and something similar. See, in 721 BC, the Assyrians destroyed uh, Israel. And that was a lot like Babylon in 586 BC. And then that was a lot like uh, AD 70. Even Jesus says, you know, uh, when you see uh, the abomination of desolation spoken by the prophet Daniel, and then Matthew puts in parentheses, he, he who has, you know, ears, let him hear, you know, or let him understand, who, who, who reads, let him understand this. That Jesus is like it was in, in the, the days of Antichius, uh, Epiphanes, and um, that's it was uh, one, about 165 BC when he came and, and burned the gates of uh, Jerusalem and sacrificed a pig on the altar. That's the way it's going to be in 40 years from now in 80, in uh, AD 70. It's centric. So 
uh, so that, that's what I'm, I'm reading this to you. So, so the end is here. Wherever you look, east, west, north, or south, your land is finished. I'm sorry, America, this is it. I'm sorry, world, this is it. I'm telling you. No hope remains, for I will unleash my anger against you. I will call you to account for all your detestable sins. I will turn my eyes away and show no pity. I will repay you for your all your detestable sins. Then you will know I am the Lord. Right now, um, this virus has everybody in fear. They're all scared. The economic collapse is coming. You will see the collapse of society here pretty soon. Uh, it's going to descend into utter darkness and violence and hopelessness and despair. That's coming real soon because every day it changes. Um, God says, then you will know that I am the Lord. <laughs> you know, then maybe you'll go back and listen to this show or listen to some of the other ones we did and went, holy cow, that's that's what they've been saying for years. This is nothing new. I, I mean, it took me by surprise that it was so quick and so forthcoming, but it didn't take me too, too much of a surprise to start seeking God and asking the question whether this was from him or not. Is it from God or not? That's the question. And, and, and how, how do I respond to this? Okay. Um, this is, this is the response. This is what I'm telling you. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Disaster after disaster is coming your way. The end has come. It has finally arrived. Your final doom is waiting. O people of Israel, but you could just replace that with O people of earth. The day of your destruction is dawning. The time has come. The day of trouble is near. Shouts of anguish will be heard on the mountains, not shouts of joy. Soon I will pour out my fury on you and unleash my anger against you. I will call you to account for all your detestable sins. I will turn my eyes away from you. Show no pity. I will repay you for all your detestable sins. He, God keeps reiterating the detestable sins. You know what was detestable? <clears throat> Idolatry. Yeah. And what do they want to do right now? We got to open up by Astar. We got to have our pagan fertility Astar worship that we changed the name to Resurrection Sunday. You fools. You guys, you're fools. Every year you celebrate that pagan holiday called Xmas every year knowing damn well damn well we weren't we were never commanded to celebrate christ's birth his death and resurrection where the work was done you know damn well that's december 25th was a pagan holiday but get everything in your power to justify it everything in your power now look where you're at you you will not celebrate another christmas you will be in mourning you're going to know that it is the Lord who's striking the blow. The day of judgment is here. Your destruction awaits because the wickedness and pride has blossomed to a full flower. Their violence has grown into a rod that will beat them for their wickedness. You see, their own violence beats them. None of these proud and wicked people will survive. All their wealth and prestige will be swept away. Now, listen to this. Yes, the time has come. The day is here. Buyers should not rejoice over bargains. So don't think, oh, this economic crash is going to happen. I'm going to find some real good deal on a house. I'm going to buy cars real cheap. I'm going to make money on this. Nor sellers grieve over losses. Oh, I lost my, my 401k. I lost my, my retirement. You know why? For all of them will fall under my terrible anger. 
You're not escaping this. Verse 13, even if the merchants survive, they will never return to their business. You get it? There's no magic light that's going to be turned on. The longer this goes on, the more businesses are going to claim bankruptcy. Already, I read today in our paper, the hospital in my town, their parent company is claiming bankruptcy. (laughs) We're not even 30 days into it. For what God has said applies to everyone. It will not be changed. Not one person whose life is twisted by sin will ever recover. So if your life is twisted by sin, you're screwed. Now listen, buyers should not rejoice over bargains, no sellers grieve over losses. Flip over to the New Testament, look at 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 30. Paul, when he's, ta- he's talking about AD 70, and he's talking about marriage, he's telling the church, hey, you know, if you want to get married and stuff, go ahead. It's not a sin, but I would recommend that you stay single because the end is near and you want to be able to devote your your time to God, right? So Paul here is talking about AD 70 and the total dissolution of the Jewish way of life through the overthrow of Jerusalem that's coming and the mighty temple of God, it's going to be destroyed. And the way of life since ancient times will drastically change. The chapter is not about marriage, but about entanglements and worldly things that can make it harder on someone when life literally dissolves. You get it? Um, so let's let's go and look at that. Let's go look at 1 Corinthians 7, 9. And he says, um, but let me say this, dear brothers and sisters, the time that remains is very short. So this chapter is not about marriage. We always think it's about marriage. It's about the day of the Lord. But let me say this, dear brothers and sisters, the time that remains is very short. So so from now on, those with wives should not focus only on their marriage. In other words, you, you can't be so worldly minded. You can't get entangled. Those who weep or who rejoice or who buy things should not be absorbed by their weeping or their joy or their possessions. Paul is referring back to what I just wrote, read to you in um, Ezekiel 7. Okay. You get it? It's circular. It's a circuit. What happened in Ezekiel 7 when Babylon invaded is the same thing Paul's saying is going to happen when Rome invades. It's the same thing I'm telling you when God invades. Listen to me. Those who use the things of the world should not become attached to them for this world as we know it will soon pass away. That's what Paul says in verse 31. Read it. Read it. I'm telling you. Now, let me, um, I don't want to go too long on this this show. Um, let me read you something else here. Uh, I wrote a song uh, on this. In fact, uh, the song I'll play at the end called All That's Left Now, I actually quote this scripture, Isaiah 24. Look, the Lord is about to destroy the earth and make it a vast wasteland. He devastates the surface of the earth and scatters the people. Priests and lay people, servants and masters, maids and mistresses, buyers and sellers, lenders and borrowers, bankers and debtors, none will be spared. Doesn't that just sound like what I wrote you, read to you in Ezekiel? It sounds just like what Paul was saying. The earth will be completely emptied and looted. The Lord has spoken. Do we believe God's word or not? Is it for us or is it for, who's it for? The day of the Lord is coming. This is the beginning of it. Some say it's the birth pangs. I, the, the heads, dude, this is it. We're the ready. 
or not. I mean, you're going to cause yourself a bunch of problems if you, if you don't get it. Verse four, the earth mourns and dries up and the land wastes away and withers. Even the greatest people on earth waste away. The earth suffers for the sins of its people, for they have twisted God's instructions, violated his laws and broken his everlasting covenant. Where's all the gay pride parades now? Where's all the transgenders doing transgender talk time with kids in our local libraries? Where's all that crap right now? Where's all the celebrities in their bathtubs eating blood and all that crap? Where the hell is it? They twisted God's instructions. They violated his laws. Therefore, a curse consumes the earth, folks. A curse. Its people must pay the price for their sin. That's God saying this. There's no way out of it. You're going to pay the price for sin unless someone pays it for you, and that's only the Messiah. If you're not part of the Messiah, if you don't hear his voice, if you don't follow him, you're going to pay for the price of your sin. God says in Isaiah 24, verse six, they are destroyed by fire. Only a few are left alive. I started with Peter talking about fire. All right. The grapevines waste away and there's no new wine. The merrymakers sigh and mourn. The cheerful sound of tambourines is still. The happy cries of celebration are heard no more. The melodious chords of the harp are silent. There's no music. Gone are the joys of wine and song. Alcoholic drink turns bitter in the mouth. The city rise in chaos. Every home is locked to keep out intruders. Mobs gather in the streets, crying out for wine. Joy has turned to gloom. Gladness has been banished from the land. On and 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 on. I'm not going to read the whole thing to you. But let me read verse 17 to you. And I'm going to tell you, this is where we're at today. This is right now. When you watch these press conferences here in America of Trump and his little COVID team and all this stuff, you can see it in his face. He lacks the confidence he always has. He's not the guy he used to be. There's a coup. It's been taken over. He's, 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 he's like a swimmer out there flapping around, drowning. You can see it because every decision they make or they don't make is a trap. If he, if, he, if he starts the economy again, millions of people will die. If he, if he prevents millions of people from dying, the economy's going to die. He can't win for losing because if it's from God, there's not a damn thing you can do about it. Verse 17 says, terror and traps and snares will be your lot, you people of the earth. Those who flee in terror will fall into a trap, and those who escape the trap will be caught in a snare. Yeah, they can go underground, but they're not going to escape. Destruction falls like rain from the heavens. You ever watch rain just fall? That's how destruction is going to come down. The foundations of the earth shake because God is just on the corner of that flat earth, just flipping it around with the tip of his finger. God mocks. He laughs at the calamity of those who rejected him. Verse 19, the earth has broken up. It has utterly collapsed. This is what I quote. This is exactly what, what Linda and I sing about, or we, we, we read this portion in that song, All That's Left Now. I did in 2018. It's a prophetic song. No one bought it. No one listened to it. But maybe they'll listen to it now. Maybe they won't. But this is what it's about. The earth is broken up. It is utterly collapsed. It is violently shaken. The earth staggers like a drunk. It trembles like a tent in a storm. It falls and will not rise again for the guilt of its rebellion is very heavy. 
Now listen to verse 21. In that day, the Lord will punish the gods in the heavens and the proud rulers of the nations on earth. These are the wicked rulers, the principalities and rulers in the heavenly places. These are the fallen ones. This is the Lucifer and his, and his band of angels that have been running this stuff and they use it through humans. Guess what's going to happen to them? They're going to be rounded up and put in God's prison and they're going to be shut up in the prison in Tartarus and they'll be finally punished on that day. And when that happens, the glory of the moon will wane, the brightness of the sun will fade, and the Lord of heaven's armies will rule on Mount Zion. Folks, this is going to happen. You either can be there with him or you can be in, in the lake of fire with those other clowns. The choice is yours. He will rule in great glory in Jerusalem in the sight of all the leaders of his people. That's Isaiah 24. It applies. That is the destruction of the earth. It applies today, right now. It's the word of God. Don't be fooled. Psalm 34, 8. He's praising the Lord. He says, taste, see that God is good. Right? But you know what else he says in this psalm? In verse 16, he says, but the Lord turns his face against those who do evil. He will erase their memory from the earth. This is a fact. So don't be surprised. Don't look around. Oh, God's good. How could, how, how could my church be empty? How could my mega, how could, oh my gosh, I need tithes. Oh my Lord, he's going to flip the switch and everything's going to be okay. I'm going to get my job back. I'm going to go back to school. You better trust in God. I'm not even so sure you can, you, you have time to do it right now. Anyway, I don't, I don't want to speak out of turn. You know, I, I don't know. Um, let's go to Psalm 9, 1. I mean, there's so many scriptures here, but just, I'm just trying to stress to you. Listen, go down to verse 15. Go down to verse 15, Psalms 9, verse 15. It says, the nations have fallen into the pit they dug for others. Okay, so if this COVID-19 thing was bio-warfare, if it was something that they, you know, it came from China, it didn't, whatever, the, the, the trap that they tried to set, everybody has fallen into that pit that they dug for others. It says the nations have fallen into the pit they dug for others. The nations, if it came from America and they're the ones who did it, 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 we fell into the pit. Everybody, it says their own feet have been caught in the trap they set. You, you, you know, and you get it in Isaiah. He's saying, if you escape the trap, you'll get caught in the snare. If you, if you get, if you escape the snare, you'll fall into the pit. There's no way out. Verse 16, the Lord is known for his justice. The wicked are trapped by their own deeds. And then there's a quiet interlude. It's the only time in the book of Psalms that there that this Hebrew word is used. And it means a, a period of silence. It's not just the sila, you know, like a pause. This is like a real meditative pause before he goes on. And it reminds me so much of, of the book of Revelation when there's, there's a pause in heaven for 30 minutes. There's a quietness in heaven for 30 minutes before all hell breaks loose, all the wrath comes, okay? 
And that's what it says. The Lord is known for his justice. The wicked are trapped by their own deeds. And then there's a pause, a quiet interlude. And then in verse 17, the wicked will go down to the grave. This is the fate of all the nations who ignore God. But the good news for you, if you're a follower of Christ and accepted his free gift of salvation, but the needy will not be ignored forever. The hopes of the poor will not always be crushed. Arise, O Lord, do not let mere mortals defy you. Judge the nations. Make them tremble in fear, O Lord. Let the nations know they are merely human. Selah. Woe. Woe. And with that, that is what the Lord allowed me to say. Okay? So I don't want to talk anymore and give opinions, things like that. I am going to play all that's left now. I released this on a times in uh, CD. Obviously, you can stream it and everything like that. Just type in or go to fifthhookmedia.com. You can watch the video on there, too. It's, there's a video I made that's on YouTube. All that's left now. I wrote it in 2018. I wrote it with heavy heart. None of this was happening, obviously, but I knew it was going to. All right. Good night. I I hope to talk to you again. Um, another show. I don't know. It just, um, I'll pray again and see what the Lord puts on the heart. I, I do hope you receive this. I do hope you understand the times you're in. Let me reiterate it's not going away. It's not getting better. The light switch isn't going to click on. But you, if you are truly a follower of Christ and you know who you are, you are not appointed to wrath. So let's trust in our God right now. Do what we have to do. Let's close our doors, hunker down, and let the indignation of the Lord pass. And he will redeem us and he will ultimately save us. And none of the stuff going on down here can compare to the glory that we're going to see and be and behold at the return of our Lord and Savior. Good night. <laughs>